It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights drop this one. 3-2 in a shootout to the Minnesota Wild. The Golden Knights playing with 10 forwards, 6 defensemen, 2 goaltenders, shorthanded in this one. And you, you got to give the Golden Knights a lot of credit for battling through and really trying to gut this one out. But as we'll talk about in just a minute, it, even though those circumstances existed, it does feel like the Golden Knights left a point on the table. Let's bring in the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan, when, when you look at this game, you look at the Golden Knights, two separate leads, obviously the, the, the one nothing lead in the first period, and then you've got the 2-1 lead in the third period. While you're happy with the point, I feel like the Golden Knights had more in them tonight. I'm with you, and you start to have some flashbacks to previous years when the Knights played the Minnesota Wild because whenever the Knights seem to play the Wild, they have trouble scoring. With the exception of the previous few games here at T-Mobile Arena, and we re remember that only Dylan Coughlin was the guy who scored those three goals uh, that last time with the Knights coming up short in a comeback effort 4-3 to three in that loss. All three goals from Coughlin, his first three. But point being that while it is a different forward group, for Dean Evison, the defensive group is pretty much the same, uh, especially the top four guys, Suter, Spurgeon, Brodeen, Dumba, that have caused the Knights fits in the last few years. And while you're right, Ryan, I'm with you. This feels like a game where the Knights with leads of one nothing and 2-1, to one, you expected somehow to get two points out of it because the Knights have been so good in games like that. When it's close, you feel like they're going to find a way to pull ahead and hold on or win it in overtime. And that's not what happened today, despite all the opportunities to do exactly that. They didn't have the finish, all the great chances, and they didn't have the finish. All right, is it because they were a couple of guys short? Was it because they played two games in two days and they played a lot of hockey recently? They did not look their sharpest, that's for sure. But I also, you say you know credit where it's due minnesota's defenders were fantastic uh, in calling out players names that's almost my way of gauging how well a player does <laughs> it's how often am i mentioning a given player's name and those guys we I mean, dumba brodeen spurgeon and Suter in particular just very very impressive as a group they've had a lot of time together and they've been effective against the knights uh, no matter what mixture of weapons the knights have thrown at them and then uh, all that together, Cam Talbot has not been part of that. He's been with a couple of different teams. We've seen him with uh, Edmonton. We've seen him with Calgary and had been in Philadelphia even uh, for a handful of games. So he's been all over the place, an original uh, Rangers prospect, though he was undrafted. But Talbot was very good today, and uh, I think that there's a, on both sides. So Knights could have been sharper, but the Wild were very, very good to prevent the Knights from capitalizing more often. And it's interesting how in the second period, really, it turned into that goaltender's duel. You had Cam Talbot coming up with some fantastic saves, though you could make the argument it's it's more missed opportunities for the Golden Knights. And Robin Leonard was equal to the task, really, really looking sharper every start he gets. And I also think there were, an, well, let's put it this way, there were an inordinate number of shots that missed the goal today yeah. for both teams. 
Now, Vegas missed the net 18 times. When you miss the net, that includes those that hit the post or the crossbar. Minnesota missed the net 20 times. So that's between the Knights and the Wild. That is 38 combined shots that missed the net. Not blocked, not saved, but missed the goal. And that's much more than you would normally see. And I wonder if part of it is you think a goalie is filling a lot of the net, you see a goalie who is playing well, and you try to be perfect. You try to pick your spot a bit too precisely. What happens? You miss. And I think that might have been the case today. And Robin Leonard's frame, I wouldn't find intimidating. If I was trying to shoot on him, where's the opening? So you try to go and shoot along the perimeter near the, the corners and that kind of stuff. And oftentimes, even the best players, it's very hard to do what you do in practice and pick those perfect spots like a skills competition in an NHL game. So I think that um, some strong goaltending is partially the cause for so many misses. But frankly, it's the NHL, and uh, these guys are used to hitting their spots more often uh, than, uh, than the, the shots uh, that they missed with such frequency today. Dan, were you surprised at, at some of the snarl in this game? There were moments with uh, with William Carlson and Jordan Greenway. Obviously, Tomasz Nosek had a little bit of a bite to his game. Alec Martinez as well. Uh, these two teams seemingly kind of leaning into that more often than I thought they would. Yeah, I think that because this is now the fifth meeting of the year, these teams have never played that often. They're normally in different divisions. So you get a, a sense for the the battle for playoff standing. They're neck and neck right now in the West Division. Also, I said this to someone during the second intermission, Tomas Nosek, an elevated role. He's putting up lots of points recently. And I've got to tell you, he's reminding me of the player that he was in the American Hockey League. We're going back five years now, but I've often referred to his Grand Rapids Griffins winning a Calder Cup, and I got to see Nosek play in person. And He was a top-line center. You know, he was with... Uh, line mates, wingers, who were putting up a ton of points, and he was logging more ice time than pretty much any forward on his team. And when you're more involved in a game, when you're making things happen, naturally, you're going to mix things up with the other team. And also in the American League, there are skirmishes after every whistle. <laughs> so, uh, but so, so in other words, with the points that Nozick and, and, you know, he we thought he had an assist today, they ended up taking it off of the board only Carrier got an assist on the McNabb goal point is he's been involved a lot more and that reminds me of the Nosik who was obviously very much involved as a top line center on a Calder Cup championship team so maybe th this stretch Nosik is reminding himself what that was like and, and the kind of guy that he can be a fourth liner might you know think to himself uh, uh, not to um, over-assert himself. I mean, he's got Carrier and Reeves normally that do all the, the fisticuffs, and he can just let those guys handle it. But Nosek, when he's not necessarily with those guys, he, he can um, show that, even though you take him as a mild-mannered guy, and that's what he is off the ice. Um, I, I think that if there's more of this from Nosek, I wonder if it continues to mirror the kind of star he was in the American Hockey League. Last thing, Dan, what are you looking for from the Golden Knights just in terms of bouncing back, resetting after this two-game skid at home on Saturday? I would hope on Saturday for a little bit better in terms of the decision-making because, uh, again, like I said, you, you think about, okay, this goalie's hot, i got to pick a spot. Oh, I, I, I see somebody on the back door, i got to make that pass there. I wonder, again, sometimes about a team that is so good, occasionally – 
trying to be too fancy because they think they should be. When they're plenty talented, they can just play the game. And I, I don't know how exactly that can be communicated or if it can be internalized or if it's even brought up. But you see that sometimes and you think, boy, this team is so good. They don't need to try all of those things. And they're almost allowing Minnesota off the hook. When you come into the zone and you're you're going any place other than towards the goal, you're, you're giving Minnesota a break. They'd love you to not go aggressively towards the net. They'd love for you to just stay along the boards and try to make a play there. So I would think that you, you try to cut down on that. I know that that sounds kind of cliche, but I think that the Knights got lulled into that a little bit too much because probably they were coming over the boards time and time and time again. And when you have so many shifts, you're trying to make a play uh, rather than grind it out and put the pedal to the floor in the same way as you might if you were totally fresh and you were having four true lines rotated. All right, Dan, as always, thanks for joining me here on the AAA Insurance Pulse Game Show. We'll talk to you on Saturday night. Sounds good. Thanks, Ryan. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights defeated by the Minnesota Wild 3-2 in a shootout. The postgame injury report is brought to you by the Valley Health System, the official health system of the Vegas Golden Knights. And in this game, didn't seem like there were any Golden Knights that that left or, or were in any type of distress. So, uh... As we know, Ryan Reeves unable to go again. Zach Whitecloud unable to go tonight. Chandler Stevenson suspended. So the Golden Knights had to go with just 10 forwards in this game. And, you know, you, you get into that situation and you know coming into this one, you've got to find a way to get that first goal of the game. And it's William Carlson coming through to grab momentum early on in the first period. Knights right to left. In comes Theodore. Feeds the middle. Marcia, so now Carlson scores! William Carlson found a loose puck at the right wing circle. Carlson's 10th goal of the season and the Knights strike first. Three and a half minutes into the game. That's William Carlson from Shea Theodore and Alec Martinez at 329 of the first period to make it one nothing Vegas. It was a short-lived lead though as the Minnesota Wild would enter the zone with a little bit of time and space and Kirill Kaprizov would tie the game. Forward pass goes off the stick, a left wing try and it deflects into the goal! Jordan Greenway flipped it towards the middle. Leonard was trying to figure out how to defend it from below the goal line and it ended up behind him. Let's head out to Pete DeBoer as he addresses the media after tonight's game. For, um, I thought we handled it well. It really was a non-issue. Um, you know, it, it, from a coaching perspective, guys are always looking for a few more minutes every night. So uh, it was ni nice not to have that as an issue. And, um, you know, that's the reality of the salary cap world. You get injuries, suspensions, you know, all the, all the teams that are up against the cap. You look around the league, a lot of them, uh, you know, have nights where they've got to dress a guy, guy or two short. So, uh, what wasn't an issue tonight. I thought we got a great effort and, uh, you know, just unfortunate we didn't get two points. Next question tonight goes to Justin Emerson, Las Vegas Sun. 
Pete, last night and tonight are the first time since you've taken over as coach that you guys have lost two home games in a row. Has there been a secret or any sort of key to winning in this building? No, I, I mean, I can tell you, I, I don't remember all the wins, but I can tell you we probably won a few of those games that didn't play nearly as well as we did tonight. So, you know, that's the NHL. I, I think, uh, you know, I, I really liked our effort. I really liked our game. Um, we got contributions from everybody tonight. And, uh, you know, the crowd was great. We just, just one of those nights we just didn't uh, stick the puck in the net. And you have to give their goalie some credit, too. He made a couple unbelievable saves. We'll go to Christopher Chapman, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Yeah. Hi, Pete. You, you kind of alluded to it a little bit, those, those great saves that Talbot made during the second period. Obviously, Keegan Colasar are on the end of a couple of them. Is there something maybe you say to him to kind of lift his spirits up a little bit or, or do the guys on the bench maybe say something to kind of pick him up a little bit? Yeah, our bench is really good. You know, they, they see the effort and uh, that he gives every night. And, you know, he's been one of the first guys to jump in and defend teammates uh, on the ice. So he's a popular guy in the room. He, he doesn't need a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, communication from me after he misses a, a shot like that he gets a lot of a lot of feedback from the guys on the bench to keep his head up and stick with it and we've got a good group that way time for a couple more here with pete DeBoer. next question for him goes to brian blessing vegas hockey hotline Hi, brian pete you mentioned the effort from both teams they had to travel you were short-handed uh spirited effort from both teams in the truncated schedule you're at the 35 game mark are you starting to see things percolate a little more and the, and the intensity ratchet up? Uh, I, I think there's definitely a desperation creeping in every night because you can see the, the season finish line. You know, it's still, it's still a little ways out there, but uh, at least it's in sight. And, uh, you know, when that happens, obviously things get ramped up. Uh, as far as uh, intensity because everyone's fighting for position and and you can see that you're starting to, to run out of game so uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Final question tonight for Pete. We'll go back to Justin Emerson with the Las Vegas Sun. Justin. Hey Pete, you said it was a non-issue with the 10 forwards but I am curious kind of how that goes on the bench for you how much coaching goes into is it rolling three lines and trying to get that 10th forward in there from time to time or just kind of i guess what are the coaching challenges that go into having being down two forwards yeah uh that's what we did tonight we we rolled three lines and spotted uh colasar uh you know depending if i thought a, a guy had an extended shift and was a little too tired or or uh you know needed a breather so and, and I thought Coley, when he got in there with whoever we stuck him in with, uh, did a good job creating some energy. Pete, thanks for doing this. That was head coach Pete DeBoer with tonight's postgame interview presented by Nevada Eye Physicians. We're back with the rest of the highlights and much more next on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center.
We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights fall to the Minnesota Wild 3-2 in a shootout. An entertaining game, an exciting game. And we'll go back, we'll bring you all of the highlights in this one. As we mentioned, down two forwards in this game, the Golden Knights just 10 forwards dressed, six defensemen, two goaltenders. The importance of the first goal of the game was huge, and it was William Carlson striking first. Knights right to left, in comes Theodore, feeds the middle. Marcia, so now Carlson scores! William Carlson found a loose puck at the right wing circle. Carlson's 10th goal of the season, and the Knights strike first. Three and a half minutes into the game. That's Carlson from Theodore Martinez, 3:29 of the first period to make it one to nothing Vegas. The Minnesota Wild would push back though in that first period, and Kirill Kaprizov would tie the game. Forward pass goes off the stick, a left wing try, and it deflects into the goal. Jordan Greenway flipped it towards the middle. Leonard was trying to figure out how to defend it from below the goal line, and it ended up behind him. That's Kaprizov from Jordan Greenway and Jonas Brodin at 7.57 of the first period to tie the score at 1. As perhaps a sign of things to come later, Cam Talbot would be bailed out by the goalpost on a Braden McNabb point shot. And Tuck plays it out high, make a Kolasar out high, a shot off the post from McNabb. That one rang loudly here at T-Mobile Arena. It's one-to-one after the first period of play. We'd head to the second period. It would be a real goaltender's battle. Saves on both sides. Cam Talbot with a couple of huge ones. And Robin Leonard with a a nice couple of saves to kind of keep everything fresh and tied up for the Golden Knights. We would head to the third period, and it would be the Vegas Golden Knights taking another lead in this game, and as I mentioned before, it's Braden McNabb with a point shot. This time hits the back of the net. Now Carrier from the corner goes out high, and a shot score! Braden McNabb finally delivers his first goal! 2-1 Golden Knights just two minutes into the third. That's Braden McNabb's first of the year from Will Carrier, just one minute, 39 seconds into the third period to make it 2-1 to one Vegas. Robin Leonard would be called on for his best in the third period, and he would deliver with our AAA insurance save of the game. Dumbo works in two-on-one, centers, oh, and a kick save! Wow, Leonard goes belly down and lifts his right leg backwards and up, makes a spectacular save. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So Robin Leonard coming up with a couple of huge saves in that third period. However, the Golden Knights do get into some penalty trouble. There's a skirmish, and Nick Haig and... Uh, Kyle Rao go off with coincidental roughing minors. Then Riley Smith takes a penalty. It's a four-on-three power play opportunity for the Minnesota Wild, and they would take advantage on a goal from Jared Spurgeon. Back and forth, Fiala in the slot. The lefty passes right, Caprizov. Bottom of the right circle. Fiala once again looks for an opening. Feeds left to shot. They score! Power play goal, and Minnesota ties it 2-2. Two to two. That's Spurgeon from Kevin Fiala and Kirill Kaprizov at 5.31 of the third period to make it 2-2. We would head to overtime, 
and it's Joel Erickson Eck on a breakaway, seemingly looking to end the game. Max Pacioretty on a back check, and Robin Leonard gets pulled over. Towards the left wing. Now Pacioretty. Oh, it's a giveaway. Here comes Minnesota right to left. Erickson Eck, left side. Broken up. Collision. Play is stopped as Erickson Eck ends up on top of Leonard. Go off its pegs. Erickson Eck would be assessed a two-minute minor for goaltender interference. The Golden Knights would have a great opportunity on the power play, four-on-three situation in overtime. And while they got some looks, they just were not able to convert. This one, of course, would go to a shootout. Jonathan Marcheseau would miss. Matt Zuccarello would miss. Shea Theodore would miss. And it's Kevin Fiala scoring the only goal of the shootout and winning it for Minnesota. Fiala from Minnesota, the lefty speedily in, save with the stick, no! The initial save was made, but now it trickles into the goal. And there you have it. That is the goal that ends the night for the Golden Knights, 3-2, to two, the final for the Minnesota Wild in the shootout. No other city does sports quite like Las Vegas because only in Vegas is it game time all the time. After the final buzzer sounds, hit the town to explore all the award-winning dining attractions, experiences, and luxury resorts Vegas has to offer. To learn more, go to visitlasvegas.com today. The Golden Knights drop this one 3-2 to two to the Minnesota Wild in the shootout. Pick up a standings point, now tied, tied with Colorado for first overall in the division. And it's a point. The Golden Knights pick one up. That's good. However, I'm going to make the argument that they left one on the table. When you consider the fact that you have two separate leads in this game, you got to find a way to, to, to get that across the finish line. The Golden Knights had plenty of opportunities, just came up a little bit short. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show, the Golden Knights defeated by the Minnesota Wild 3-2 in a shootout. Tonight's game recap brought to you by Universal Solar and Windows, and we all have talked about it. The Golden Knights, just 10 forwards dressed for this game without Ryan Reeves, without Chandler Stevenson serving game number one of his three-game suspension. And Zach Whitecloud unable to go. Dylan Coughlin into the lineup, 10 forwards, six defensemen, two goaltenders, Robin Leonard. Very good. Very good game out of Robin Leonard tonight. And, you know, it's the Golden Knights pushing pushing early right like that first period the pace I, I liked the pace of the game I thought the Golden Knights were were strong in generating chances I thought Alex Petrangelo in that first period was just all over the ice really activating in the offensive zone trying to make some plays there and you know it's one of those situations where the Golden Knights on two separate occasions have a one goal lead especially that one goal lead in the third period you'd like to find a way to to see that one through, to bring that one home. But again, there's a lot of mileage right now on the Golden Knights. They played a lot of hockey, and when you consider the amount of ice time that some players had in this game, uh, you can understand why in that situation, four on three, 
The Minnesota Wild, they took advantage of an opportunity. The Golden Knights had plenty of their own. Keegan Colasar with two glorious chances in the second period. One, Cam Talbot dives over, makes a fantastic glove save. Colasar probably is going to get that one away faster the next time he has an opportunity like that. But it just wasn't to be tonight for Keegan Colasar, for the Golden Knights, and, and burying those opportunities. So again, you get a point out of it. You find a way to, to get through this game with 10 forwards, 6 defensemen, 2 goaltenders, and you look ahead. You look ahead to Saturday night. You look ahead to finding a way to bounce back and answer to this game to take 2 points from the Minnesota Wild. On Saturday, right here at T-Mobile Arena, we will be on the air for the pregame show. We've got puck drop. We've got everything right here for you. Until then, we invite you to stick around and listen to the extended postgame show, which will be coming up just after the break here, right here on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights drop two in a row at home not something that you see every day it's not a situation that the golden knights are are familiar with however this was one of those games in which i liked a lot of what i saw from vegas i did i I thought that the golden knights had a strong game considering everything going on in this game leading up to this game i i like the effort from the vegas golden knights 702-876-1340 is the number darren millard joining me here Before we get to Darren, though, let's bring in Chip the goalie. Chip the goalie, you were at the game tonight, weren't you? I was, and it was uh, was quite the energy. It was uh, was a great effort by the Knights, too. Really, really great to be back in the building. As a goaltender, you got to see some pretty good uh, performances. I did. You know, I think that Leonard was exactly the kind of big-body goalie you needed. Those saves during the shootout. Unbelievable! You got to have a tall man in there in net to make those. You know, Chip. When when you looked at this game, and and granted, I, I love the effort from the Golden Knights. But when you when you factor in that Vegas has that two one lead early on in the third period, were you? Do you feel like they left a point on the table here? I I think there's no question. Uh, just looking at the way that. They kind of got got stopped in their own zone. I remember in the first period, there was a power play where they didn't even maybe they got one shot on goal, but they they seemed to get outbodied, um, you know, just just from what I saw. Minnesota answered that McNabb goal really really well and and Absolutely. dominated uh, the couple of minutes after those. Uh, 
I, I thought it was a pretty good hockey game, though. I know you, you never want to be happy with a single point, but when you consider it was a back-to-back for both teams, both teams got up and down the ice really, really well. And for for Vegas, going with the with the sixteen skaters, only only ten forwards, uh, I thought they mm-hmm. handled it well. You 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 have Marcheseau, Smith, Carlson, Stone, Pacioretty, all had ice time that normally would look like a defenseman during the course of a game. I'll, Without 24 question. Minutes, yeah. Thank you for the call, Chip. Uh, you, you know, Darren, I, I guess when you assess this game, you assess kind of the answer from the Golden Knights, like I. I I, I think that this is exactly the type of game they wanted to have. It's just a couple of missed opportunities that are really the difference in this one. They played really well and generated five on five, some incredible chances. And you talked about the, the Colasar uh, opportunities that he has two in five seconds. I'm not sure he could do much uh, more with the puck than he did. Like Talbot, Talbot came across on the glove save and track that puck and the the second one with the paddle it's partly fluky but it's part desperation and never giving up on the play and i i don't mind what what colasar tried to do with that puck in fact i, I he just tried to put it in the middle of the net so the, it's a little snake bit there uh tuck had a breakaway he doesn't break out uh of the slump uh they they had really good chances tonight and they they didn't fall for them when you when you look at this game and, and you know you look at some of the chances that the Golden Knights had and you look at those chances from Keegan Colasar specifically, uh, is there another scoring chance that you've seen from the Golden Knights that are, are maybe as good or as grade A as what you saw from Colasar in, the, in the, that five-second span? Yeah, Gary Lawless brought up the uh, the Alex Tuck play in the Stanley Cup final with uh, with Braden Holpe. Like, that, that it was reminiscent from, from that uh, sort of yawning cage and and a goaltender just finding a way to make a save but yeah those goaltenders are are paid to make that save coming across we watched we watched it in the bubble robin Mm -hmm. leonard coming over and making that type of save and it's and it uh, inspired the quote big man can move when he wants to uh, that that was the same type of play as as what Cam Talbot did, and and Robin Leonard shouldn't be overlooked tonight. He was fantastic in his own right. Yeah, absolutely. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number. Let's head back out to the phone line. Bring in Nick. Nick, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Uh, as far as when you talk about leaving a point, uh, it feels like we left a point out there tonight. It's it's. I mean, almost every time we lose, I'm. Um, Looking like what? Well, what, what happened? I feel like this team should win every night. It's 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 crazy that way. When they do lose, I'm like I'm so disappointed. I feel like they should win every game, which is impossible. But but when, when you actually go back and look at the game, I mean they just had so many things going against them. First, Talbot played phenomenal. They were playing back to back nights, missing two guys on their bench, which is crazy. They should have been exhausted. And another thing, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but all my years watching and playing, whenever a team, this happened the other night in Colorado, when someone team goes up one nothing, and then 2-1, and the other team comes back, how many times does the team that keeps coming back win 3-2? And it, it happens so often in either overtime or a shootout as well. It's crazy. It happens all the time. 
I think you can be really happy with the with the performance and the effort of of the Golden Knights tonight. Not only did oh, they yeah. play two men short tonight, they played a a player down last night, and yep. I'm sure it's happened before. Uh, it's it to play a man short uh, from the full complement of, of the players is not unheard of in the salary cap era. It, it it has happened on a number of occasions. I will say this: I don't remember it happening on consecutive nights like that and and having to get through it and that's exactly what they did tonight and they they meant they, they were better tonight in the back half two men short than they were last night which is impressive thank you for the call nick i thought the golden knights the effort was certainly there tonight I, again think that they deserved maybe a, a, that extra point in this one 702-876-1340 is the number let's bring in stephanie stephanie how you doing oh okay um i i think especially for how just short manned we were it it really wasn't that bad of a game and Leonard played really well my biggest concern was that hit at the end and you know we can't I don't want to see Leonard hurt again especially down now White Cloud's out Reeves is out and Chandler's suspension so I like seeing that (laughs) Yeah, it looked like he just kinked his neck a little bit, uh, the way uh, Erickson Eck fell on top of him and, and ripped his mask off. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and he was he was down for a little bit, and I'm sure that was as much precautionary, but it didn't look like a blow to the head when you're thinking concussion in the back of your mind uh, as much as it was uh, a kinked neck. Yeah, and sorry, my two-year-old is very loud. Um, the other thing is uh, just the sheer number of missed shots. Like I was thinking yesterday, it felt like they missed a lot of shots that, you know, went wide of the net or went above it. But then today it was like, it felt like every other word that Dan Duva said was, you know, wide left or above the net. The Golden Knights missed the net 18 times. The Minnesota Wild missed the net 20 times. Insane. Yeah. yeah, that, that does. It, it was it did seem like an issue early on in the game, the first two periods, yeah. mi- missing that or or missing the net high. Yeah, and I mean, thanks for the call, Stephanie. That's obviously a product of of players trying to kind of pick their spots. They're looking for that perfect shot to beat a goaltender. And when you when you have Cam Talbot locked in, you have Robin Leonard as big as he is, and he's dialed in reading the play, you've got to try to pick corners, and that's going to leave you open to missing the net a, a few times. And Nosek, Wah, both had chances. Uh, they missed the net. Tuck missed the net uh, once. So just going to – McNabb hit a crossbar, uh, so that goes as a missed shot. Uh, there's there's a couple of, uh, of of that variety as well. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you'd like to join us on the other side of the break, it's the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The Golden Knights drop this one in a shootout, 3-2 to two to the Minnesota Wild. Vegas 24-9-2. 50 points on the season, tied in terms of points with the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, y- you know, I I'm curious if, I'm curious if, when we look at the Golden Knights and we see them on Saturday, what the makeup, what the look might be, who is going to be healthy, who's going to be able to go, and what might be different 
from the Golden Knights perspective. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you'd like to join us here, sound off on this game, or talk about what you liked or what you want to see on Saturday from Vegas, now's the time to do it. It's your post-game show. The idea of them going a man short on Saturday uh, is a ways away for me. In uh, and, and talking to Gary Lawless and, and working through the salary cap rules and what you have to do for emergency recall and, and different uh, scenarios, uh, it is set up for the Golden Knights to have a full roster on, on Saturday. That's without players potentially being healthy. And there's that part of it, too, that Ryan Reeves, uh, if he is able to overcome what has kept him out of the lineup, uh, Zach Whitecloud left in the third period last night. Uh, if he can come back uh, from that, that then they wouldn't need the emergency recall uh, situation. But uh, it, it is set up for them to have a full complement of players. And won't they feel like a thousand percent better, more energy on Saturday than they had going into tonight, knowing that they were two men shy and playing on back-to-back nights? Yeah, probably. I would imagine that they would. So then you still have two more games without Chandler Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Who's your top-line center? I don't know who it is. They they were rotating people through all night uh, and, mm-hmm. and sort of going with uh, with uh, Nick Waugh and then uh, Nosek was in there. Keegan Kolasar got some shifts uh, up there. So I, I I'll be curious to see what they end up doing with that position, knowing that they'll have... Uh, four lines to go with, and Kolasar was kind of spotted in as as the extra player tonight. But I can say this: everybody that played with Patrick and Stone mm-hmm. had their best shifts of the night, and it wasn't even close. Like Nozick had some great chances. Waugh was dynamic uh, at times in, in jumping into the play. Uh, they they got the the most uh, time uh, up with the, with those two, and that was more the first two periods. But it was uh, it was a it was a good look and and a and a pretty strong response by by the Golden Knights. I'm curious to see what we get on Saturday. I'm, uh, again, I, I'm really looking into that game. I expect Mark Andre Fleury would get the start, though. I don't think that we've talked enough about Robin Leonard and just how locked in he was in this game. There's a big reason why the Golden Knights did get a point out of this one. Robin Leonard is is part of that. Leonard gave up three or more in the final three starts before he got hurt and he hasn't been beaten more than twice Seven since o- he's come back 702-876-1340 is the number let's head back out to the phone lines bring in anthony anthony how you doing yeah good good thanks you guys for everything you guys do uh great show hey my son dominic and i were just sitting here talking and a friend of ours mentioned this the other day i'm um, talking about Stevenson. uh you know being suspended for the three games we were trying to figure out why, you know, the hit the other night? And do you guys have any insight? Um, we know Nostek kind of got bounced around a little bit last night. Was, by any chance, was Stevenson's play a retaliation for something? Maybe a retaliation for one of the hits on Nostek or something else that happened? We didn't really see anything watching it ourselves, but we were all kind of wondering if it was some kind of retaliation. I didn't see anything that would have caused it to be retaliation. Uh, if anything, I I would term it frustration. But uh, certainly, from my end of it, uh, Ryan may have may remember something else. But I don't. I didn't see anything retaliatory. No, I yeah. I thought 
I thought it was a physical game with L.A. I, I, there were some big hits on both sides from both clubs, and, and I think that that's just one of those situations where uh, you look at the score, you look at where the game is going and kind of where the Golden Knights were, and you know it, it can be frustrating at times. I think that that's more in line with, with what that play was, just a frustration and a, and a bad decision in, a, in, in, the, in that moment in the game. Right, right. Yeah, it just seems so out of character. We kind of talked about it for a while yeah. after the game last night, you know, um, at least from, you know, a fan's perspective. Oh, but, from everybody's perspective. And that and that's yeah. partly why I was surprised that he got the got three games instead of yeah. uh, sort of I was zeroing in around uh, one, maybe two, but uh, but right. one was, was what I thought that it would come in at. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, thanks for everything you guys do. It's great listening to the show. We love it. Be good. Thank you, Anthony, for the call. 702-876-1340 is the number. Be like Anthony and Stephanie and Nick and Chip, the goalie. Call in. Let's hear from you on the other side of the break. 702-876-1340. Join us on the Extended Postgame Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. 3-2, the final in the shootout. Minnesota Wild take two points. The Golden Knights settle for one. Here's the, uh, here's the stat line. Plus one. 29 minutes and 45 seconds of ice time. Three shots. Five attempts blocked. Two missed shots. One hit, one giveaway, one takeaway, four block shots. Alex Petrangelo, who I thought was just going, humming along for the Golden Knights, especially in that first period, creating opportunities, trying to put the puck toward the net. One of Petrangelo, and and it's interesting because as as we've we've started to think about Alex Petrangelo and how quickly his game's going to get back to the level it was before the injury, he's right on time, if not a little ahead of schedule. I still can't believe that it was only three or four days ago that he really picked up a stick and was able to hold it uh, and grip it uh, in, a, in a fashion that would allow him to play in a National Hockey League game. And he's out there playing 20, what? Uh, 20, 20, 29.45. So 22 minutes and change last night, yep. and then uh, almost uh, 30 minutes tonight, which was a season high tonight. Uh, fantastic. It, they, they really shortened the bench. Uh, Ryan McGill, uh, who runs the, the defensive core, uh, sort of a, went down to four defensemen in the third period, and it was uh, McNabb and Petrangelo and Martinez and Theodore, and, and they rode those four veteran defensemen for the back half of this third period in a 2-2. Two and two. You know, you also look at the stat line, and, and it's interesting after a game like this where you've got a lot of players playing a ton of minutes. Tomasz Nosek, five hits in the game, a snarl to him. I, I, I look at Tomasz Nosek when he's really engaged and there's that extra added something. When he's playing on that line, I think he's just a, a much more dynamic player. I noticed it more from the Minnesota side that they were going after him. They were mad. A couple of face-offs, yeah. uh, they bumped him, and just little little reminders that uh, that they're around. Uh, he had a couple of uh, big hits in in the, on the forecheck, and he was a noticeable player from the Minnesota players' side. 
uh, tonight. That he was under their skin a little bit, not in the the like the Brad Marchand under your skin and chirping and uh, and that vein, but just physical uh, tonight. And the more he ice time he got, the more he seemed to impact this game. And then in terms of your defensemen, we we highlight Petrangelo, we highlight in, in Tomas Nosek, but we've got to highlight Braden McNabb. Twenty three minutes, twenty seven seconds of ice time, a goal and four hits. One of which is on Kirill Kaprizov in open ice that sends him flying. Braden McNabb, when he's got that bite to his game, you don't have a lot of players that want to engage him, that want to try to break the puck in and, and go one-on-one with McNabb when he's got that hit down pat. Uh, Rao, uh, tonight, I believe that's his first game since McNabb belted him uh, up in, in, in St. Paul, or it's right around there. Uh, a goal, his first goal in 67 games, do uh, gets it gets it through, but I think since he's been back, he's been more involved in in the offense, in generating chances, in getting pucks uh, towards the net. It seems to maybe it's just a good run, but to me, it, it really does appear as uh, as there's a conscious effort by Braden McNabb to become more in, involved in the game offensively, to go along with the block shots, to go along with the physical side of it. And playing with Shea Theodore or uh, Alex Petrangelo has really uh, helped him in the last couple of nights to, as well. Who else stood out to you tonight? Uh, I, I thought Mark Stone was a beast. And while he didn't didn't get anything out of it, he was... That that's as good of a game as I've seen Mark Stone play, and he didn't have five points tonight like he did recently against these same Minnesota Wild. Yep. Five takeaways, five. That the guys will go a season without five takeaways, and and three of them maybe just charity takeaways. He was full marks for taking the puck away. His patience with the puck. The last two nights in particular, what he's been able to do to slow the game down at, at times. Uh, watching him last night and then transition into tonight and play so many minutes at the high level that he has, uh, it's it's hard to say this, but I have even more love for Mark Stone's game. You know, it's interesting because with Mark Stone playing more, you're, you're noticing, and I... I think those defensive stats showing up a little bit more mm-hmm. more prevalent when you've got Mark Stone playing in, in the in that 18 to 19 minute range there's certainly more of that focus in on his offensive game and those numbers but it's no surprise to me that you roll Mark Stone out for just a little over 25 minutes tonight the impact that he has on the game isn't just going to be slanted toward offense it's going to have a heavy heavy slant toward the defensive side and he is never shied away from that side of the game Vegas loves to push the pace they do they they talk like they don't want to play in a track meet but they're okay in in against everybody but colorado which is the entire national hockey league is everybody uh, great in a track meet against uh, everybody but uh, colorado but tonight stone slowed the pace down and it bought so much room for himself i wonder if this is one of those like ah uh like just adds another layer to his game we're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Here's Ryan Wallace. 
Wrapping it up here, extended post-game show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Darren Millard, your final thought. 3-2, a shootout win in a game in which you have a, a couple of leads would normally be a frustrating performance and result for the Golden Knights. Uh, knowing that you were down a couple of forwards playing on back-to-back, they were too. But uh, just a little bit more drama uh, for the Golden Knights uh, coupled with the suspension. I was impressed with the response. A really, really interested in the uh, in the effort level, and that they were full marks. And uh, I, I don't mind the uh, the point tonight in a losing effort. It it, uh, it sits well with me. And fifty points tied for first place. When I look at this game and I look at it top to bottom, it was entertaining. It was incredibly fun. I enjoy watching the Vegas Golden Knights and the Minnesota Wild. They, it, this game had everything. It had fantastic saves. It had a lot of odd man rushes. It had some glorious scoring chances. The only thing that it didn't have, if you're a Golden Knights fan, is two points. But again, when you factor in everything, you'll take that all day long. You might feel like you left one on the table, but the response from the Golden Knights tonight in this game, that effort, that's exactly what you wanted to see. The Golden Knights will next play on Saturday against these Minnesota Wild right here at T-Mobile Arena. Game is at 6 p.m. Pre-game show goes at 5 p.m. Thanks to Jeff Rubino for dialing the knobs, making sure we're sounding great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio, making sure that we're actually on the air. Thanks to Darren Millard for letting me complete a sentence. And thanks to all of you for calling in to the extended postgame show. We're back with you on Saturday, 5 o'clock, right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.